Listener supported. WNYC Studios. From NewSounds.org, this is the Soundcheck Podcast. Here at NewSounds.org, we still can't have live guests in our studios, so for these Soundcheck podcasts, we're doing a mix of remote performances and some memorable sessions from our archives. This is one of the latter, and for this one, we take you back to 2018. The last line of Albion will use you for centuries to come. They'll steal your patterns for the sun, and you'll feel extinction. This is the Soundcheck Podcast from NewSounds.org. I'm John Schaefer. As I see it, there are two kinds of music listeners, those who love Nico Case's voice and those who haven't heard it yet. After years of releasing solo albums, singing with the new pornographers, and with her trio with Katie Lang and Laura Veers, Nico Case is about to release her first new album in five years. It's a stunner called Hell On, and it brings Nico Case and her band back to our Soundcheck studio to play a few songs for us. This first one is the title track, Hell On.
That is Nico Case and her band live here in the Soundcheck studio with Hell On. It is the title track of her latest record. Nico, it's great to have you back with us. Thank you. It's very nice to be back. With, uh, with a terrific sounding band. Uh, <sighs> they make me swoon. <laughs> uh, backing vocals there from guitarist Rachel Flotard and from That's Shelley it. Short. Uh, on guitar, John Rawhouse, Johnny Sangster on keyboards. Uh, behind our drum kit is Kyle Crane. Lex Price playing the bass, and of course, uh, Nico singing. So it's hell on, uh, one word with a hyphen between yes. the hell and the on. Yeah. And I, I know it's also a lyric in the song, but it, did the title come from that lyric, or did you have that in mind, and did that drive the songwriting? Um, well, the title came from the lyric. It seemed like a good way to say perpetual. Hmm. Um raging i don't <laughs> it like there's not really a word for it it's just kind of this weird vernacular that doesn't really exist until now yeah. i picture it in the hot wheels uh <laughs> font kind of when i think of it you mean the little metal cars the yeah, toy cars yeah, yeah. it's kind of it's got a good hot wheels <laughs> it's definitely got some childish dragster to it but yeah. then it's also terribly serious about uh nature and it's uh it just does not care what we're up to. It's right. going to keep grinding away, which makes me feel super comforted. I'm not being sarcastic. I am so glad that the world will be fine without us, honestly. Mm. Well, I know uh, I mentioned in the introductions your first solo album in five years, but of mm -hmm. course you, you did the trio record with mm -hmm. Laura Veers and Katie Lang. And also in, in that period, your house burned down, speaking of nature. And yeah, that, that was kind of after that period. Yeah, there was the new pornographers and then f just basically being a couple weeks away from finishing this record, it burned down. With everything in it or? Yeah. Well, I mean, they, we have a practice space. So luckily a lot of our instruments were there and I had some of my favorite guitars with me in Sweden, which was, mm -hmm. which was handy. Right. But, uh, you know, no living creatures were destroyed. So. Right. So. Pets. So I just don't even care. I'm like, I don't even care yeah. because it's fine. Most importantly, Jeff, yeah. who's running around here somewhere, did not die in the fire. Right. So the important stuff is still around. But, yes. But still, you know, that's, uh, I mean, mm. I know you say that you don't care, but the album is full of, of imagery, even the cover art. 
well, you know, that so. that was kind of brought in that that was kind of brought in later. Um, but my house burned down right as Puerto Rico was underwater, mm. and right after Houston. So uh, the perspective was definitely there. Yeah, I just thought, well, some people lost everything and worse. Yeah, and so I got out pretty lucky. Yeah, uh, I mentioned the cover art. It's a picture of you with almost impossibly long hair and mm-hmm. it's on fire and you you're wearing like a net of cigarettes i mean it just seems that the other images in the artwork that have burned pictures of my house and stuff those i put up cuz it was strangely beautiful to go through my house after the fire and yeah. see what fire does to physical things it's just an in, like a really kind of a cool surrealistic landscape and it's cool to see what happens to things burned up by fire because some things would be completely incinerated and then right next to where that happened, there would be like a perfectly untouched plastic statue or something. So there were these, you know, you just know there's crazy explosions and weird things going on inside the fire. They said it was like 10,000 degrees or something crazy. And there was a tornado above the house of fire. Like, But then you, I would find these things that were still completely intact and it was just so freaky and nature isn't actually mad at me so I wasn't taking any of it personally and I think that's where I'm able to go okay I Mm. I I managed to get out of that and you know Jeff and my animals got out of that so as, as a person who went to art school like the ultimate art project of everything you own burned up like in a big weird wad you know (laughs) it's pretty interesting and so I kind of wanted to put those pictures on there in solidarity with everybody else and then the cover kind of was a joke between some friends of mine and I we were talking about Game of Thrones because we're all Game of Thrones nerds and we were talking about (laughs) what if you know we were in Game of Thrones what would our houses be like what would our sigil Uh be and and I thought well I'm so trashy that it would probably be like a cigarette butt or something (laughs) like what would a good white trash um, house sigil be and it just seemed super appropriate okay Um, but you are you know I mean uh, for all that there is sort of reference to stuff you know, in in some of the lyrics, it's also a typical Nico Case record with very poetic but obscure imagery as well. You know, last line of Albion has a line I think about a a carpet of lambs tongues or something like that. Lions tongues. Lions tongues. Well, yeah, I had thing. a fantasy where I had I had like you know how you, you see people on social media talking about how you know they're trying to get to Mars to make things. A nice colony for humans. I just have this fantasy where, like, every creature that was destroyed while someone was colonizing something is just there waiting for them. <laughs> so when they're the the Elon Musk uh, tube gets to the Mars <laughs> and he gets out, it's like literally a carpet of lions' tongues, and he and Trump and everyone are just eaten. So all like, and the li- the lions are like, yeah. That's right. And giant dodos and passenger pigeons. Yeah, there's and all. Tasmanian tigers. There, yeah, yeah. Y- you name it. There's, yeah, they're all there. I I, I like that fantasy. Just <laughs> ripped to pieces. <laughs> Hell on. Because they think they already own Mars, which would be the best. <laughs> now, uh, the, the the title track, Hell on, it is a waltz. And especially mm. on the record, the way it's produced, and, and you, you produced the record. I did. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's one of those waltzes that kind of, teeters and tips into the world of the eerie and the almost 
kind of haunted. Um, this next song you're going to do is kind of the reverse. It's a song about bad luck, but it's kind of a cheery number. It is, and this this is one of the six songs on the record that I co-produced with uh, Bjorn Yitling from Peter, Bjorn, and John. And the reason I wanted him to come aboard and help was that I wanted him to take it backwards from that. I wanted new sounds. And, uh, you know, working with Katie and Laura was such a great experience in relinquishing control mm. that I found I actually quite like relinquishing control. And it can be really good to serve the song in that way. So um, he and I had this great discussion where I was talking about something about how from some verse to go into a chorus or whatever, and he, he was like, you know, sometimes it's really just okay for, you know, the main hook to be the whole song. Why can't the whole song just be the hook? And I was like, oh, that's so awesome. <laughs> yes, let's do that. All right, shall we hear the song? Indeed. Bad Luck is the name of it. It's from Nico Case's forthcoming record called Hell On. Uh, Nico and the band today playing for us on Soundcheck. Walking down from a running dream, that's bad luck. Thank you. 
The song is Bad Luck. Nico Case and her band playing live here in the Soundcheck studio. The album is called Hell On. Um, so, Nico, you, you, you said that sometimes it's kind of fun to relinquish control. Yes. Are you left to your own devices a control? I oh, mean, yeah, totally. Big time control freak. <laughs> okay, I was trying to, even as I was phrasing oh, that, I was like, okay. all right, how am I going to finish this sentence? So thank you for jumping in and finishing it for me, you control You're freak. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to help you help me. <laughs> um, but in addition to Bjorn from Peter Bjorn and John, there are mm-hmm. lots of other people who come and go on this record. Um, Laura Veers and Katie Lang, mm-hmm. Carl Newman from New Pornographers, Mark Lanigan does a wonderful song with you called uh, Curse of the I-5 Corridor, which has a very, I mean, it's not just that road that goes through the Pacific Northwest. The mood is very David Lynchian. I don't know if that was your intention or not, but that's certainly what I got from it. Well, I mean, that part of the world is that way. <laughs> it's, I mean, I don't know it now, but it, it was a dark place to grow up. Yeah. Very dark. So do you feel like that is, uh, do, do you refer to yourself as a Northwesterner? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I'm from. Yeah. And it seems like that still, you know, has echoed through a lot of the songwriting over the years. Um, speaking of which, do you write playing the guitar or do you write at a keyboard? How does that happen? Um, I occasionally write with a guitar. And yeah, sometimes I kind of peck things out on the piano, but mostly I start with lyrics, um, or I'll just sing some phrases into my recorder, which is on my phone now. I hate mm-hmm. to say my phone, <laughs> on my phone. Um, so it's it, it ends up being a bit of a collage in the end. Yeah, um, because I, I noticed that you, you don't have a guitar with you today, but on your Twitter feed, there was like a whole thread about how hard it is to play the guitar and injuries and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So has that happened? Have you hurt yourself actually playing the well, guitar? Well, it's it's kind of, you know, it's it's repetition. So uh, it depends on how you stand. It depends on how heavy your guitar is. Yeah. For me personally, I, I hold things much too hard. So I think it's my grip. And I also sing generally in a way where my neck is kind of like this. So my spine is making this weird, like, uh. cursive F shape or something. <laughs> and so after a few nights, you're like, wow, why does my... Like it'll do the strangest things like why is my jaw killing me or why do I have a headache in one eye um, and you know you can do some very serious permanent damage to yourself yeah. so so have you just stopped or have you figured out ways to deal with that um, well these are just three songs I don't play guitar on right so it made it easier for us to fly out to the east coast because you know if you bring an extra instrument they're like 250 sure. yeah right so we just tried to kind of keep it to the minimum because I'm cheap so you only flew seven people out exactly (laughs) um but you know we do have guitars here yeah it just makes it simpler so so what do you do how do you deal with that with the back and the well when i'm home i have a physical therapist which is really helpful i haven't gotten to see her in a long time because i've been too busy um massages advil um i I eat a lot of things like turmeric and burdock and all kinds of anti-inflammatory herbs and supplements and, you know, tennis balls, stretches, yoga, anything. Like, just basically being an active person will help you. But you kind of get past the point where you're like, yeah, I can't turn my head all the way to the right anymore. So, Wow. You know, uh, it... 
Back in the 80s, the guitarist Robert Fripp from, mm-hmm. from King Crimson. One of my favorites. Oh, good. Uh, he, he had this league of crafty guitarists where, you know, everybody would, he would, had this place in West Virginia and, and like dozens of guitarists would come and he would kind of teach them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the first lesson was simply how to sit with the guitar. That was it. It was all about balance. It was just how to be with the guitar, which at the time to me sounded like a very Zen thing and, you know, but it sounds like there's an actual reason to to learn that sort of thing. Yeah, you don't want a disc shooting out your eye socket (laughs) like halfway through a song, (laughs) which is what sometimes it feels like is going to happen. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad you don't have to worry about that today. Kidneys just coming out. (laughs) Okay. We get it. We get it, it, Nico. (laughs) We get it. It happens. It's gory. (laughs) Um... So uh, we've heard the title track, we've heard uh, Bad Luck, you know, these, these two songs that engage in this sort of cognitive dissonance of either sounding weird but being very kind of waltzy or sounding up-tempo and cheery and it's all about bad stuff happening. What, what's happening in Gumboot Blue, this next song? Gumball Blue? Gumball Blue. Gumball Blue is, uh, I write lots of songs, like, I mean, I don't write love songs very often, and when I do... More often than not, it's to bandmates. <laughs> like, because, you know, I, uh, I've i been a musician for such a long time. Like, I don't have a husband. Well, I have a Jeff now, luckily. <laughs> but I didn't have, like, a husband or kid. Like, I didn't have a family at all because I'm also, you know, without a family. So they're the people I focus on. They're the mm. people that my relationships are with. And heavy things go on throughout the years. And sometimes you look around and go, wow we've been doing this for a really long time and you'll have these great surges of feeling that camaraderie and that kinship. And and you think about things you may have argued about at one time or like how crappy things happen to everybody, like all at like different weird times. Like Like, a family. Yeah, exactly. And so this song is kind of a, a love song to the new pornographers. Nice. And I needed help writing it. And so I gave it to Carl and I didn't tell him it was a love song. (laughs) <laughs> about the new pornographer, so it might be like creepy incestuous or something. <laughs> I don't know. We'll we'll just assume it's not and uh, hear the song. It's called Gumball Blue, and it's it's from the forthcoming record by Nico Case called Hell On.
Gumball Blue is the name of the song. Nico Case and her band live here on Soundcheck. Another song from the forthcoming record called Hell On. I attempted to rename that Gumboot Blood. I was wondering, where did I get gumboots from? But you know it's what's from really weird is anytime you try to type it, it comes up as Gumboil, <laughs> which is really gross. <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> I think what it's some weird boil? nautical grease. I okay. don't know what it is. At but... least Gumboot is another song. It's from uh, Graceland. Paul Simon record. Yeah. It's one of those up the But gum boil. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I looked it up and I don't remember what it was. For some, I don't know why I don't remember, but it sounds like something John would know. <laughs> John says we don't want to know what that is. Um, so it occurs to me, you know, we've seen you here in just in this studio and of course in your career in a lot of different contexts as one of several lead singers with new pornographers a lead singer yourself and also as a backing singer when you were here with Jacob Dylan so I get around are those are those all different experiences or do you just do what you do no matter what the context is um they're all different this band and the new pornographers feel very similar to me just because I've been in both bands for pretty much the exact same amount of time. Mm-hmm. They both start at the same time. So it, it doesn't seem like stepping outside of what I normally do. But And the Katie Lang Larvish thing was totally its own thing. And then being a backing singer, just a backing singer, was really hard. Yeah, I'm very nasal. I don't blend very well. So it was <laughs> a real challenge. And did you find that you were like a jockey reining in, trying to rein in a horse, you know, trying to... Ho- well, Hold when that. you're really nasal, there's just not a, a whole lot of... <laughs> you can't sing in falsetto all the time. So it is a little rough. It's like you're on two and then you're on 12 <laughs> with the mule horns blasting. Uh-huh. Well, but, you know, uh, if someone asks you to do that, they know what they're getting at this point. Sometimes so. they don't. Like, I've been asked to sing on records before, and, and I'm like, you know, I don't blend that well. So just know that... <laughs> And then hmm. I'm kind of stepping on their neck, you know. All right. I don't mind that. Um, it was great hearing you in all of those contexts. Now, what happens now? Are you in Jeffrey Building, or did you take the fire as a chance to move? It was signed uh, to move out, we, or? Well, I don't know what's going to happen because I haven't really been there, and there's a big wet hole in the ground right now. So um, moving maybe hmm. is a possibility. So, yeah, we uh, we haven't gotten to think about it, really. Yeah. Yeah. All my animals have temporarily left me for other people. I don't know if they remember me anymore because yeah. they're basically wearing robes and being hand-fed treats. and. Very nice. What kind of yeah. animals are we talking about? It sounds like Dogs more than... and cats and chickens and horses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, On is the name of the latest record. Nico, great to have you and the band uh, with us once again. Thanks so much. Thanks for having us. It's a pleasure. Now I write this in a pale town Where excitement is a yellow curb 
My dream awake leaps through my window from the highway. Well, since we recorded that show with Nico Case, she has recently released a digital-only career retrospective album called Wild Creatures, which has 22 of her best songs, as well as one new one. And Nico Case will be performing live September 8th at Brooklyn Steel here in New York. Our technical director is Irene Trudell. Our producer is Karen Havlick. I'm John Schaefer. You can hear and see lots more on our website at newsounds.org. You haven't gained a day to self-fulfilling prophecies. Don't even have each other. 